welcome to the latest episode of Coaching in Focus. I am Joseph Greck, your host, and on today's episode, I am in conversation with Laura Ogilvie-Jones. Laura is a career coach, and on today's episode, we discuss the way that we can support our clients, but also ourselves in setting coaching goals. What was really interesting as part of this episode is reflecting on the way that it's not just about setting goals about a particular specific focus, but rather the way that we can look at what is happening in our life and actually considering a more holistic and systemic approach to setting goals. With Laura, I also discussed the importance of values-driven goals, the idea that our values will help us then be more successful in achieving those goals. What was also great is that we talked about some uh, a couple of techniques as well. So things like in a dialogue and also the use of visualizations in setting goals. So without further ado, let's listen in to the conversation. It's always so nice to see you. Uh, Laura, you, you know, you've done the advanced diploma with us. I met uh-huh. you a few years ago through the mentoring. So uh, you know, we know each other pretty well. But as I mentioned, it's always really nice to spend a bit of time with you. And thanks for spending half an hour or so with myself and our listeners to talk about coaching goals. So welcome. how are you doing today? Good. Just trying Good. to stay warm. Bit same, like you. Same, same, same. I've got my cozy jumper out, as you can see, but it's also yeah. I've got food. my heated blanket on. Yeah, good stuff. We're all we're all ready then. <laughs> we're all comfy. So, um, Laura, for those of us, uh, for, for those of our viewers who might not know who you are, could you just tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and your coaching? Yeah, sure. So I am Laura Ogilvy Jones, and that's the name of my business. Um, and I'm a career and life coach. Prior to that, I was um, in the world of education and I also did, um, well, I kind of worked in the business side of education too, but also I did some headhunting as well before Mm. then training. So, yeah. Yeah. And what got you into coaching then? Well, it's probably quite a long story for now, but (laughs) essentially, and actually this is a really funny thing, Mm -hmm. is that I found a diary that I had written in about probably 12 years ago now, but it was about, and and in there I'd done some sort of coaching type questions. I can't remember what it was, a book that I was reading or something. Mm -hmm. And it had said, you know, all the kind of your goals and things that you want to achieve in life. And one of those was to be a life coach. And I only found that about... It was about about a year ago, and I was like, "Oh wow, I had no idea." So I decided. Um, so it was lots of things to um, to do with. I knew that I needed to have a career change. I wanted to have a career change, and actually, I did some work with a coach myself, and it was brilliant. And I really loved those sessions. And I knew that I just needed to get out of what I was doing. I wasn't brave enough initially when I was doing the coaching sessions to just take the leap to make, you know, create my own coaching business. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did a stint doing the headhunting as a kind of halfway house. It sounds yeah. a bit weird, but it, it, for me it was. And then I went back to the coach and said, no, I think actually I want to do what you're doing. So um, she was ICF accredited. She'd actually done um, training down in London. There was another friend of mine who was a coach. So the two of them really helped me in terms of figuring out what kind of training qualifications I needed and, and wanted to do. And so that I knew it was ICF. And then I did my initial course um, with a company up here in Edinburgh. And that's obviously how I met you because you were doing some work for them. And then 
considered my advanced diploma and I'm just about to get my PCC and that's been by you and become coaching so yeah 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 can't wait for that I've got the champagne ready to so what's really nice in there to hear is that in a way that's a that's a lovely segue into our conversation today about coaching goals because yeah finding that diary you know which had your reflections or your journals and one of the things that you talked about was becoming a coach and now here you are three and a half four years over um yeah. long down the line down the line and you're applying for your pcc i know i know which is amazing. It, is a, it is yeah and i think it's good to remind yourself of that sometimes and i always mm-hmm. love that and when i do my sort of six uh, initial coaching sessions with someone I'm working with that final session where you do the reflection piece mm-hmm. sometimes they have more light bulb moments in that final session than in all the others yeah. because actually doing that reflection where you look back and you almost like can have a conversation well, like that's what I get to do so almost have a mm. conversation with their previous self mm-hmm. about well you know what would you say to yourself back then you're like yeah actually do you know what and I can achieve these things I can do these things and to have those kind of dreams and aspirations and goals is really important, um, you know. But anyway, I know we're going to get into that in a bit more detail. But you know, I think reflecting back is a really useful part of that process. Yeah, 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 completely. So perhaps, um, as I mentioned, today's topic for the podcast is all about how do we set successful goals? How do we work with clients in terms of goal setting and Let's start maybe a little bit more around the type of clients who you work with. Do you work within yeah. a specific niche? Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I'm a career and life coach. That's what I call myself. Um, as you know, kind of, if you're particularly an ICF credited coach, you can coach pretty much in any area. But I think in terms of that niche thing, for me, it made sense. I've got a careers guidance qualification mm-hmm. as well. So... Um, and that kind of was my area of interest and I guess expertise. Um, I kind of brought in the life coaching bit because obviously the clients who come to me, yes, they all come in terms of I am stuck in my career or my professional life. Um, it could be that they're stuck because they are being passed over for promotions or they want to be on the leadership team or um they, you know, or it could be that they're maybe a business owner and they want to take their business to the next level or they want to set up their own business. Or, of course, as a lot of them come to me and say, is I need a complete career change. Now, that doesn't always yeah. happen. That's always not always necessary. Um, but it's about that feeling that they're unfulfilled, they're unhappy. Um, they feel like they're on the hamster wheel. They've kind of fallen into some kind of career or job mm-hmm. uh, and they don't want to be there and they want mm-hmm. to have some kind of change. Um, so that's kind of where, where they come to me. What the, what's always important is right at the beginning, we talk about, you know, where they're at, where they're at, what it kind of help they want and how I can potentially help them. But I always, um, emphasize that point that this won't just be about your career and professional life. I will work with you holistically as in you, say if it was you, Joseph, the, the whole person, because we don't just operate in these little segments. So it's, you know, you don't just have kind of Joseph, the career person, but it's mm-hmm. of course, things that happen in your career uh, will also affect your life and vice versa. So it's important that we kind of take into consideration more than just their professional life, but actually look at how that might affect other areas of their life. And often in that initial conversation, stuff will come up about family, about relationships, about money. So 
you know, mm. automatically it's sort of crossing over into other areas of their life. So yes, all of my clients and people I work with, it's um, the common theme is the kind of career professional um, part of their life that they're stuck in. Um, but when I'm working with them, it will always be other things on top of that. And for some, like, you know, I'm going to think back to some of my clients, one, you know, came out of a not a healthy relationship at all. And that actually was the for her, the, the thing that she was getting stuck about, she thought it was her job and career, but it wasn't. It was this relationship. Um, for another, it was about sort of more health type issues. Somebody else, it was more money related stuff that was going on for them. So that's, I love that bit. That's the fascinating yeah. bit for me yeah. is what is yeah. really going on here. Um, yeah. And obviously there are some where, okay, yeah, it is just a career thing and we can focus entirely on that or it's a leadership thing or whatever it is. So, so that's a <laughs> No, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. And what I'm hearing from what you're saying is that, um, A, sometimes when clients come in with a particular specific um, career-focused goals, it's important to consider other aspects in their lives mm-hmm. that could be impacting that goal. But also this idea that actually most, you know, we need to work with our clients in a very human way that doesn't just segment, segment just like one aspect of their life and we'll look at that in isolation but really um, honouring the whole of the person, the, yeah. all of the different systems that come into play. And yeah. like, so how important would you think that is, that holistic approach rather than just focusing on one maybe transactional goal? Well, for me, it's like the most important thing. That's key, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. That was a very leading question. That I it was a very leading question. <laughs> 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 yes no I think um and like I said it's so important in my coaching that that is what we talk about in that very first initial discovery call yeah. because if they're only you know if there's someone who because I do offer sort of more career consulting as mm-hmm. an addition to the coaching so but so if they're saying to me no I just need some help sorting my CV out to get another job then mm-hmm. I'm a bit like mm, I'm not sure that coaching is the right thing for you because mm-hmm. You know, that it is, yes, that is, you know, a service that I could provide. But actually, if we want to do coaching, it will get much more below the surface around the bigger things, around their purpose, their vision, their goals, but also challenging some of those things and the limiting beliefs and, you know, that kind of glass ceiling that create for themselves and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, you know, I don't, like my coaching style is not transactional at all it's definitely transformational. (laughs) Mm, mm. Um, And so, you know, I think, and and generally, you know, by the time we've had that conversation, that's what everyone wants anyway. Because to be honest with you, if you're saying, I want to be more satisfied, more fulfilled, happier, more content, then this is not just about fixing your CV, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 completely. It's a a much, uh, it's like a bigger picture approach, right? Rather than just targeting that one thing. So we're saying... This exploration is key for us to really set goals intentionally. What yeah. could be some other things that you think we need to consider in order to set successful goals? Well, how I work with people, and this is sort of in terms mm. of that goal setting thing, is I, we need, you need to kind of figure out where you are right now, actually. Mm-hmm. So I always do a piece around that. And now I use the wheel of life or something similar, wheel of work, employability, whatever it is. But I think it's important that people know what is going on for me right now. How am I feeling about all these different areas of my life? Which of these areas of my life, particularly, or my professional life, 
that are really causing me the obstacles. So we do do a bit of a, a kind of deep dive in that initially to kind of get that. Where are you right now in terms of um, how are you feeling about everything? Because that will also help narrow down to, okay, I think it's probably this thing or these areas that I that are not going according to plan and these are not where I want to be. So that will help with obviously the goal setting stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, I think it is important to do a bit of reality checks. If you're not, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't, if you're not clear about that from the start, then the goals might not align with where you are anyway, you know? It's full on. Yeah. And yeah. we see that quite a lot um, in new coaches, right? There's this preoccupation to get to the goal. And yeah. in a way, we don't do a thorough assessment of where are we at now? Yeah. What's currently happening in our life right now? It's like setting a PDP with goals of things that we want to achieve, but we're not examining the kind of skills that we have, the behaviors that we're using now. And so so that gap between where we are now, where we are now and where we want to be isn't actually really clear because we don't yeah. have that baseline measure, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's that kind of understanding of where I am not <laughs> in terms of where I want to be. So it's like, what is not going well, you know, and getting really clear about that. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is obviously do that zooming out piece where, and I um, do a little visualization, just getting them to think about them and their life in sort of 12 months time. And it may well be that that is focused on career and professional life. But actually what happens during that is it often, I would say 90% of people who do that visualization, the image they have is nothing to do with their job, mm. which always fascinates me because that tells us both that there's something much more about this in terms of yeah. fulfillment and feeling happy and content, etc. Yeah. So that we do the visualization, we do then set an inspirational goal on the back of that, which is not kind of necessarily what you might think in terms of goals, like smart goals or smart targets. And it's purposefully not a smart goal, a smart target. It's much more emotive about, mm-hmm. you know, this is the kind of person I want to be. This is the kind of life I want. Um, this is how I want to feel, you know, that kind of level. Um, and then what we're doing is then, like you said, bridging that gap then between the reality of where they are now and this future version of themselves that they want to be. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems that what is important here as well is matching somebody's values, what's important to them to this inspirational goal, not just simply I want to change jobs, but the yeah. meaning of that. What will that job change give you? Why is that important to you? You know, what's actually what really matters here? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And and it's it's about so what I guess sort of how I frame it then would be mm-hmm. Okay, this is where you are now. This is where you said you want to be. This is the kind of person you want to be. This is the kind of life you want. This is how you want to feel, you know. And and they will actually have got some words around that too in terms of the inspirational goal. And for some, then that develops into something a bit more like a vision board or some images or whatever. And again, it, I, like I said, it's always interesting that it's often that image is not related to their job. But anyway, the core essence of it is really just how they are feeling internally, you know, when they are feeling amazing, you know, because mm. it, again, it's important that you know what that feels like, mm-hmm. because if you, and because, uh, you know, often in, with, in terms of um, people's careers and their jobs, thinking, well, I know what it feels like when I'm unhappy and I don't want to get out of bed on a Monday morning and I feel like I'm on the hamster wheel and every day I come home and yeah. I, I'm, 
angry and frustrated. So they, they know what those feelings are like. But actually, what's the other side? You know, when things are going well and you're feeling amazing and your career is like absolutely nailing it, what does that actually feel like for you? So mm. again, it's that kind of really honing in on that difference between these two different points. Yeah. But yeah. then it's about, okay, so once we kind of know what those are, what do you need to do or what do you want to look at in terms of your career and professional life? But actually, again, it could be any area of your life in terms of um, what you want to change in some way, what you want to address, maybe what you want to create something new that is going to help you get to that place you want to be yeah. and be that person you want to be. Yeah. So and again, they wouldn't necessarily know at that point how they're going to do it. It's just about identifying. Yeah, I think if I look at that thing mm. in my career or life, that's going to help me if I can somehow change it or address it or whatever. Yeah. So it's a kind of just getting broad picture stuff initially. It's interesting that you say that. And um, I'd welcome your thoughts on this because there's something that I, I see as well in my own clients that sometimes that there is a difference between somebody's vision or somebody's dream and somebody's goals. Uh, yes. and, and it seems to resonate what you're saying now. So they'll come to coaching about a goal they want to achieve in five years time. Like I want to have my business at a particular point in time and they know it's going to take them two three four years um and what i try to do is focus a bit more around well yeah that is your vision that's your dream thinking about our coaching program we've got you know, we've contracted for six months together for a year where do you want to be on that path mm -hmm. to getting there because i think sometimes it can get a bit confusing between that big mm -hmm. vision and how we're going to get to the vision and actually mm -hmm. then chunking that down and mm -hmm. thinking a bit more practically in a way i mean i'm not i don't want to stifle that vision or that dream mm -hmm. but also i want to get a bit of a um a container for the coaching program so that we yeah. can then more skillfully work through the time that we have together i mean what do you think well so i think this is exactly the same as what i do in my clients it, there mm, is a okay. difference between how you feel mm -hmm. and then what the practical actions are that could mm. lead to that. Now, often what people start with is they start with the, what are the practical actions that I need to do? Yeah. But actually that's, I think that's the wrong place to start from. I think you need to start from, okay, how will you feel when you achieve that thing? When you, you know, get the certificate for your course or you, mm -hmm. whatever it is that, you know, get that new career. How will that make you feel? Because actually, if you're just focusing on the end point and you haven't got an emotional connection with that then you're much less likely to achieve the thing anyway and also yeah. this is the bit where obviously we're doing the work across the six sessions when I work with my clients is that you start off down one route and you think yeah that's the thing that's going to get me there and then part way through there's a massive obstacle or barrier or something that comes up or you realize I am not at all <laughs> This is not leading me where I want it to go. And this yeah. is not making me feel. Yeah. I'll give you an example. So um, one of my clients, um, it's just a couple of weeks ago, actually, she had set herself these three things she wanted to do at work. So I remember was, one was to have a meeting with someone, one was to send an email to someone, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we came to the next coaching session and she said, well, I've not done anything. And I was like, mm. okay, well, that always is useful information anyway in itself. I, you know, I love it. It's like, right, well, let's have a look at what's going on here. And actually, she wasn't emotionally connected to any of those things. And she said, it just feels like something I should do. And it's on my to-do list. And I don't want to do them. So <laughs> clearly, this is you're not connected to these things at all then. And this is not what you should be doing. 
So then we went back to the, okay, let's go back to that image and that sort of um, vision and that inspirational goal for you. You know, how do you want to feel? And let's look at some other alternatives. What, what do you want to do then that would make you feel more like this? And she was like, well, it's probably this, this and this. So mm-hmm. said, okay, great. <laughs> and that was a really useful exercise. So it was, and these three things that she came up with were completely different routes and yeah. um, area that she was going to explore. Like, so, you know, I think that was almost that aligning piece because the actions that you set yourself in a practical day-to-day, month-to-month, whatever it is, quarter-to-quarter, they have to be aligned to that end picture. Otherwise, you're not going to do them. You're not going to achieve them. They're not going to be meaningful for you. And they're not going to end up, you know, taking you where you want them to. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's so interesting, right? Because that is the part where the real coaching work happens, I find, where things get a bit challenging for the client. Because the client could have been thinking about those three action points for weeks or months. But uh, but the exploration that happens in terms of how they feel in relation to those goals, what that tells them about them, um, the the pressures that they might have found from the systems that they're in, in terms of these are the type of goals that I should be having versus the type of goals I want to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's well, that's always work. for me the flag point. As soon as mm. I hear that word should, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to, let's just take a deep breath there. Let's should see. for who? Who is that should for? Yeah. Because usually it's for someone else or it's, oh, well, that's probably what, you know, the world thinks I should do or my boss or, mm. you know, other people in my life. It's well, wh- what do you think you should do? So what we're saying is that there needs to be some emotional connection to the goal. We need to assess our kind of our current reality, where we are now, looking quite holistically at all the different things. Then how do we support somebody actually um either stick to the goals or do check-ins to make sure that the goals are still valid? Because like you said, some of these goals might change in time. How do you work with that with your client, this kind of goal maintenance in a way? Yeah, well, the the onus is always on them. So mm-hmm. and I always say to them, I'm not going to be a teacher who's going to tell you off for not doing your homework, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they set them. But we, you know, we kind of craft these together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I'll do a bit of a sense check around, does this feel appropriate? And then I will ask them the question, you know, how do you want, you know, do, or rather not even, how do you want me to help you in terms of accountability? And then how do you want me to help you in terms of accountability? Because that is part of the process. And I think that's a really important part of the coaching process um, is to be there as an accountability buddy for that person, if they want that, you know, Mm. and not everybody else. Some people know it's okay. I've got my partner who I'm telling them all about this. So that's fine. But actually, sometimes they really appreciate that is actually saying, no, do you know what? Um, By the end of today, I'm going to email that person and then I'm going to send you an email and tell you that I've done that thing. Or I'm going to, um, you know, if you and or sometimes, you know, can you check in with me in two weeks just to see how I'm going? And in that case, I would. I just send me an email. You know, Mm. I know that you asked me to check in with you. How's it all going? But again, the onus is on them. They're asking me if they want that support. I also um, offer Voxer support, which is just um, like it's a business version sort of WhatsApp. And again, for some, it's easier to just send a quick voice note. Right. I've done that thing I said I was going to do. Um, So I think that can be really helpful if someone between sessions. I've had no communication with them, which is often the case. That's totally fine. Then again, 
I won't sort of start this next session saying, right, how do you get on with your to-do list? Because it's not very helpful. But yeah. More- and, yeah. and as you were saying that, I and mean, you might smile at this, it's, uh, it's reminding me of, of, of how we are so different as coaches, right? Because I, in a way, do, you know, I don't do any accountability checks, like you noticed, because we talked about it before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, it's important for anyone as well who is listening to think about how do I want my coach to support me? in terms of these yeah. goals, right? Because different coaches will have different approaches, how they work with goal setting. Yeah. And and it's important to think about what is it that I want from my coaching relationship? What is it? You know, how do I want to work with my coach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, this has evolved because I think I was more, I operated a bit more like you, whereby it was possession and that was it. But I think over time, what I realized was that actually still there's, 80% of my clients don't take me up on the offer anyway, as in mm. like, we just do the session, they then get on with their goals and actions, then we just check in next session. But I think for some, it's that kind of, okay, there is that extra level of support if I want it. And I, and even if they don't take me up on it, I think it's sort of part and parcel sort of a bit of a business model for me, mm. as in that's a mm. kind of something that, you know, is there as a, as a sort of additional support if they want it. Yeah, and for others, yeah. they found it really helpful, you know, as in I get a detailed report of everything that's happened <laughs> between sessions. And that's fine because then, yeah. you know, that's useful for them bringing into the next exactly. session. I think that's a key word, there, isn't it? It's useful for them. Um, yeah. And that's what we'd be checking as coaching. Is this, are they doing this for me to please yeah. me as their coach? Is this the kind of dynamic that is happening? And even from a transaction analysis point of view, like what... Yeah. What um, what kind of patterns am I seeing as a coach? Or are they doing this for themselves? Yeah. And in a way, I'm a conduit to all yeah. of that happening. Yeah, yeah totally. I've just noticed the time and we're getting quite close to the end of our podcast. And there's so many oh. things that <laughs> I still want to nice talk word. to you about. <laughs> so let's start, let's start in a way unwinding down our conversation. So for okay. those of for those individuals who, are, who who might be listening and thinking about setting some goals, what are some techniques or obstacles that they that you would say they need to be aware of when it comes to goal setting? So I would say you they need to be very aware of uh, they're setting their goals for themselves and not because mm-hmm. they're trying to uh, people please in mm. whatever capacity that is. Are you emotionally connected to your goals <laughs> if you're not they're not going to happen it's as simple yeah. as that yeah. um so i think there's that check i think for a technique that i will often use um would be around what inner dialogue is going on mm-hmm. because sometimes again those obstacles and barriers there are own obstacles and barriers there are our own things that we're telling ourselves like you're not good enough for that you can't ever achieve that thing you, you know all that kind of stuff that's going on so i think it's really important to be aware of that. And often what happens when we set ourselves new goals is the bit of inner dialogue that is often that kind of um, younger version of ourselves, the not helpful version of ourselves, the one that's, um, that is sort of fed by fear will start being really loud as in, cause you, cause you're putting yourself out there by saying, right, I want to achieve this thing by this time. Mm. And then this little inner dialogue goes, you can't do that. You'll never achieve that. Who do you think you are for doing that thing? Imposter syndrome, all of that stuff creeps up. So it is really important that you know what's going on with that. And I talk to my clients a lot about that because what we really want to do is be operating from the other side of the inner dialogue, which is the much more compassionate, emotionally mature side of us saying, 
it's okay, we've got this, it's going to be fine, you can do this thing. So it's about dialing down that um, younger inner dialogue, which is, um, sorry, the one that's driven more by fear, you know, the unhelpful yeah. one, and try to dial up the more helpful, compassionate, kind one. And that that little technique is, uh, and yes, it is sort of CBT-esque style, but it's really helpful, I think, whereby it's like giving that, you know, it's, it's listening to that that side of you that say you can't do that. And it's like, okay, have your say, have your voice. <laughs> and I'm going to hear you. But actually, the other part of you gives that metaphorical hug of, look, we've got this. It's going to be fine. Mm, I know mm. that you're really scared by this goal that you set yourself, but we've got this. It's going to be okay. So I think n- noticing that and what's going on is really helpful when you're goal setting. So, great. yeah, that's a little bit of tech. Great, great. Yeah, it's... Um... Uh, I, you know, I, I can really resonate with that, this idea of noticing things. Sometimes we go through, you know, goal setting through life and we don't really notice these voices in our heads mm-hmm. and we don't differentiate between what is really me and what I want to do versus what is it that, what are my thoughts, essentially. There's mm-hmm. a different, again, we're going into a bit of CBT-esque type of a discussion, but it is really useful just noticing and differentiating between those yeah. different voices. Like I can yeah. think something and yeah. I might absorb the information and I might believe that's who I am, but actually um, it doesn't have to be just because I've thought something. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I actually believe that. Yeah, totally. And often that, that inner dialogue comes from, you know, somebody or something else anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Those shoulds um, that were mentioned earlier. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. But it's back to that whole um, being emotionally connected to it. And I think that's the thing is that every time that you – are trying to grow or push yourself or move in a different direction, the fear is going to kick in. It's, mm. You know, that's just, a, and, and often the reason people don't reach their goals uh, and don't achieve what they want to is because of themselves and it's their own stuff going on that prevents them from yeah. doing that. Yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> well, well, Laura, um, I won't take too much more of your time today. Um, but I want to thank you so, so much for being with me today, for discussing this topic. I know that so many viewers will find this helpful because it's a question that we get a lot around, you know, goal setting. How do I set more realistic goals, goals that I can achieve? So thanks for sharing yeah. a bit of your insight and a bit yeah. of your practice as well. You're very welcome. It's been great speaking to you, Joseph. <laughs> Same here. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with myself and Laura Ogilvie-Jones where we talked about goal setting, not just for the coaching process, but also for yourself. If you find some of these discussions useful, and I certainly hope that you do, please feel free to rate us wherever you found this podcast and also leave a comment. If there's a particular topic that you would like us to explore in future as well, please do let us know. And if you'd like to be featured on our podcast, then get in touch. I'll see you next time.